Hello, and welcome to the One Faith in Christ podcast. My name is Mark Smith. I am the uh, gospel preacher uh, at the Clewiston Church of Christ in Clewiston, Florida. And I thank you so much for uh, tuning in and, and listening to this podcast. I know I've been away for a while. I uh, had a lot of things going on and a uh, uh, little vacation, family reunion thrown in there. So I'm back now and, uh, you know, we'll continue on. Uh, now, last last time, uh, the last episode we did was about pleasing God in worship. Um, and if you haven't heard that episode, uh, that was part one of this. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode, please go back and listen uh, to that. But in that episode, we talked about um, how we need to listen to God as he gives us directions to true worship. Um, after all, there is such a thing as false worship, and that's what uh, part one was about. Um, a lot of people believe that all worship to God is good, uh, doesn't matter how you worship, but by using scripture, we see that God directs us in certain ways and, and how we should worship. And if we're doing anything besides that, well, that is not pleasing to God. And after all, that's what we want to do. We want to be pleasing to him. Now, so in part two today, we're going to be talking about uh, how we are to worship. And this isn't something that is my idea on how to worship. It is how God directs us. God is telling us this is what he wants us to do in worship. Christ sets forth the components that were to constitute the type of worship with which God would be well-pleased. Those elements that we're going to be looking at were the object or who we should be worshiping, the attitude and action as well. And in fact, uh, when we talk about the attitude and action, if you turn in your Bibles to John chapter 4 and verse 24, we'll see exactly that. In John 4, 24, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So we see that we're to worship God, but we have to have the right spirit, the right attitude, and do it in uh, the right truth and uh, correctly. You know, a lot of people go to uh, church, go to worship, and they're not, their minds aren't there. Their hearts aren't in it. They're thinking about what they're going to do after church or where they're going to go eat. You have to be there in the right spirit and the right mind and having the right heart. But, you know, we see that the proper object of worship is, of course, God. Uh, the correct attitude is in spirit, and the standard by which acts of worship are to be measured is the truth. So each of these is crucial. Each of these are the uh, those true components that we must follow. And again, God has set forth this directive for all mankind to follow. And this is what is acceptable to him. I know there's a lot of people who worship God the way they want to worship. Uh, they throw in entertainment or do things that is not authorized by God. So what does God say? After all, this is what is so important. Listen to God. Listen to the Creator. Listen to our Father. What does he say? Well, the first thing, as we talked about, was deity or the object. In Christ's debate with Satan in Matthew chapter 4, Christ declared that only God is worthy of worship. And by the term God there, 
by the Greek term, the entire Godhead is indicated, meaning the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it is that Greek word, God, and this is actually what God means. So, first of all, uh, we have to understand that the Father is deity. So, in Ephesians uh, chapter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So, Father is deity, but also the Son is deity, uh, which, of course, being Jesus Christ. In John 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That Word that is being talked about there, that was with God from the beginning, is Christ. He was the Word. Whenever He came to earth, He was the Word that was uh, um, manifested. That it was through Him that we learned about God. And so Christ was there from the beginning. But also, the Holy Spirit is part of that deity as well. In Acts, uh, I'm sorry, in Acts chapter 5, verses 3 through 4, we read about the Holy Spirit um, uh, being part of that deity. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And we see what is being said there, uh, that the Holy Spirit and God are one. The lied Ananias lied to the Holy Spirit, which is the same as lying to God, which means that they are both deity. And this is who we are to worship. Uh, there are those, uh, you know, you might think, well, this is silly. Of course we worship God. But aren't there groups who go and worship, um, in a sense, the Virgin Mary? Now, they might say that they're not worshiping her. But when you are saying prayers or offering prayers or offering alms or whatever it might be, that is the center of your worship. We are not to worship anyone but the deity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, the term deity simply describes the nature of the Trinity. These persons possess the qualities that constitute godhood. Thus, the Godhead, and the Godhead only, is worthy of worship. We have no scriptural authority to worship anything else, uh, such as saints, angels, as I said, the Virgin Mary, or the Pope. Some people want to worship the Pope. Some people, uh, in a sense, worship the preacher or the minister standing behind the pulpit. We are not to do those things. A minister should be simply teaching. He's a teacher. And, you know, anyone should be doing that. And we should not be worshiping anyone but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Only God. And, of course, as I mentioned earlier, we have to have the right spirit, the right attitude. In John uh, chapter 4 and verse 24, Jesus further declares that true worship must be in spirit. So what does that mean exactly? Well, first of all, let's read John 4, 24. Uh, again, which says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Uh, 
This simply means the entire heart enters into the act. Uh, you, you must be there in mind and spirit, the entire heart. There's an Old Testament passage that is extremely similar to John 4.24, and that is found um, going back to Joshua chapter 24 and verse 14. And in uh, Joshua 24.14 reads like this, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Serve him and him only. And that is such a, a wonderful passage because in serving him, we need to do as God has told us. Throughout time, throughout the centuries, man has started up um, different uh, uh, denominations. They, they break away from the truth. And they begin doing other things. We have thousands or tens of thousands of denominations today. Why? There should only be one belief, one way to serve God. And that is the way that God has told us to do. And Joshua says there at the end of 2414, serve the Lord. Don't do as men have told you. Do as God has told you. I, I don't tell people how to do things. I am simply saying what God has said. I'm not going to take the chance on getting it wrong, so I'm going to do as God has said. You know, God will not accept arrogant worship, uh, doing things their own way. In fact, Jesus said this to a Pharisee um, who went up to a temple to worship. And, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Luke uh, 18 and uh, verses 9 and following. So in Luke 18, I'm getting to it quickly here, trying to. Uh, in Luke 18 and 9 and following, also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. And then, of course, it goes into this is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And uh, it says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I possess, and the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner." I tell you, this man went down to his house and justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. In his prayer, he shows his lack of flagrant sin and tells of his religious piety. He even thanked God that he was so unlike other men, especially the publican who was praying nearby. However, the publican, being humble, was justified. We shouldn't be standing up there pounding our chest and saying, look, we are better than anyone else. We are better than this person. We should be proud of ourselves and humble, saying, we do as God has told us to do. Hypocritical worship is void. God does not hear that hypocritical worship. Uh, he, he doesn't uh, love all worship, as we talked about in uh, part one of this. He wants true worship. If you turn into Mark 7, verses 6 through 7, he answered and said to them, 
Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Just because we are honoring God with our lips, and just because we are saying we love God, therefore we can do whatever we want as long as it is in the name of God, that is wrong. We see that clearly in Mark chapter 7. It doesn't matter that you are honoring God with your lips if you are not acting correctly in worship. If it is not in your heart, if you're doing it on your own and not listening to what God wants you to do, it is hypocritical and it is false worship. Uh, we, we must learn this lesson when we knowingly and persistently live in direct violation of God's will, then feign or hypocritical uh, worship, we are literally wasting our time. Worship must be true. Worship must be done the way that God has told us to do. You know, our worship is designed by God to be seen by God. It is not for the uh, attention of men, uh, the way that so many do. Uh, they bring in these uh, bands and these instruments, and they do it for entertainment purposes. God didn't intend that. Worship was to be for God. And in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And we know uh, you can turn on the TV and, and watch these televangelist on there, and aren't they doing it to be seen by men? They absolutely are. I've seen them. I'm not going to name any names, but we've all seen them, and, and oftentimes they say how great they are and how much God loves them. Or how about uh, there are those who say that you can't pray for yourself. I will pray for you. I will lay my hands on you, and I will pray for you because God listens to me, but not to you. Is that true? Of course not. That is not found anywhere in Scripture. Nowhere. There is no authority for that. Man will twist God's word at every chance that he gets. So put your trust in God and not in men. In fact, the term that we read there in Matthew 6 and verse 1, the term to be seen is a Greek word that's, uh, that is, uh, I'll try and pronounce this, theethani. Now, theethani is the basis for our word theater. So what the Lord is saying is he is condemning performance worship. To be seen is theatrical. God condemns that. Don't go up there to be theatrical. Don't go up there for uh, uh, and have these bands playing for other people to see. Don't go up there saying that uh, you can talk to God when others can't, because that is not true. And that is exactly what we have today. So, knowing whom we are to worship, and um, we must have the correct spirit, let's just take a couple of minutes now on what God says about the authorized form of worship. And we need to not go beyond that which is authorized. It, it is so um, vitally important that we understand that. God has given us these directions and, and instructions for a reason. And this is the way 
he wants us to do things. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 4, 6, Paul writes, Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written. Believe in what is written. What do we have today? We have so many thousands of different denominations believing in different things because one person started that. Is that right? Is that correct? That is not what God said. And Paul says exactly that. And there at the end of the verse, Paul says that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. And that is uh, something else that we exactly have today. These preachers who stand up there and they puff themselves up and they'll tell you, you can't talk to God, but I can do it for you. That is puffing themselves up. I am more important to God than you are. Show me in scripture where that is true. You will not find it. And so you are adding uh, to what God is saying. And so, um, you know, this type uh, of belief is wrong. The Lord is condemning this performance worship. And we must um, not go beyond what God has stated. Just believe and listen to him. So what are, quickly, what are the steps uh, that we should be doing during worship? and that is authorized by God that we find in Scripture. Uh, The first thing, and not in any specific order, by the way, this is just what we should be doing. The first thing is the Lord's Supper. We are directed to observe the Lord's Supper every Lord's Day. Every. And 1 Corinthians uh, 16 and verse 2, On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up... uh, um, Storing up as he may prosper, that there are no collections when I come. Now, I apologize. uh, That verse is actually for uh, the offering. Uh, But the Lord's Supper takes place every Lord's Day. Every time in the New Testament, whenever the disciples would come together, what were they doing? They were remembering Christ. They were breaking bread. They were observing the Lord's Supper. Every first Sunday, there are so many today who observe the Lord's Supper once a month, twice a year, some only once a year. We are to do this every Lord's Lord's Day. And why wouldn't we want to do it? You know, Christ said, do this in, in remembrance of me. Why wouldn't we want to remember Christ every time we come together? Why just once a month or, or, or twice a year? Every time you come together, it is commanded and it is what we should be wanting to do. Of course, um, also another element in the way we worship is singing. And of course, I think everybody uses singing. And, um, you know, we are to sing when we gather together for worship. And this is found in Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. Every time the disciples came together, there was always singing. And in fact, in every example we have in the New Testament of worship, singing is involved. So we must sing. That is a a very important element of worship. And it doesn't matter what you sound like. I know a lot of us don't have uh, uh, beautiful voices that uh, 
uh, you know, other people cherish. To God, all of our voices are beautiful. And that's what he wants to hear is the singing. And of course, another element is prayer. Uh, prayer is to be done during worship. But remember that the object of our prayers must be God and not to saints or uh, uh, to Mary or to anyone else. The prayer must be to God. Uh, Matthew 6, 9 tells us that. And um, I, I wish more people believed that. But in Matthew 6, 9, But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Important to note what this passage means in that prayer is not to be seen of men. In other words, we shouldn't be going out there and praying loudly for all men to hear us because that's kind of being a Pharisee. Look how much I love God. I am praying so loud that everyone stops to hear or that we make a show of it. You don't have to go into your room or into your closet to pray, but it's just meaning not to be show, um, not to showboat, but that prayer needs to be directed to God. And as we mentioned earlier, a few moments ago, giving. Uh, we are to give every time we come together. And there are those, uh, we can do a whole episode on giving. Um, I, I know there are some who say you must give 10% or the truth is give what you can. Some people cannot give 10%. 10% to a billionaire is not the same as 10% to a, a homeless person. If you don't have anything to give, then don't give. But if you have something to give and you choose not to, well, that's going to be on you. But it is funny how so many um, uh, organization, church organizations uh, that whenever they uh, do not do the Lord's Supper on a weekly basis, uh, they might do it, you know, the Lord's Supper once a month or twice a year, but they will still collect every Sunday, don't they? And sometimes more than once. They still do that, but they won't do the Lord's Supper every Sunday. But we are to give. And as I said, we'll do an episode later on on how we are to give as well. And then, of course, is the teaching. That element of sitting together, studying, and hearing the sermon. That, of course, is a part of worship as well. And these are the elements of worship that God has authorized us to do. If we are doing something else besides it, then that is wrong. And if we are doing these elements incorrectly, that is sinful as well. There must be a certain way that we do the Lord's Supper, a certain way that we sing, a certain uh, type, a certain way that we pray, and on and on. And all of that we can find directions to in his word. God spoke to us. Let's listen to him. God has directed us as to what true worship is and how we are to perform that service. If we add or take away from his word, then that is a sin. Well, that ends this um, uh, episode, or uh, uh, these two episodes, really. If you have any questions or comments on it, um, I would love to hear from you. Um, you can either contact me um, at uh, clewistonchurchofchrist at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact me through anchor.fm. Uh, go on the uh, uh, 
my website there on anchor.fm. You can leave me a voice message. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you go to YouTube, search up Clueston Church of Christ, and um, uh, you'll see my uh, my mug there, there on that page. But you can leave me a message there as well. Um, or if you know me, of course, just send me a text or call me or whatever, and we'll gladly talk about it. And always, uh, again, if you do send in a question or comment, you will remain anonymous. Um, I'm not going to put your name out there because... In this day and age, we know, unfortunately, sometimes what that can lead to. So, um, but you can contact me in any way that you want. And as always, if you ever have any questions about the church, um, I encourage you to contact your local Church of Christ and speak to them. If you're here in the Clewiston area, give me a call. Um uh, uh, wherever you live, look up your local Church of Christ, or you can go on certain sites such as uh, Truth for the World um, or House to House, Heart to Heart, uh, Gospel Broadcasting Network, and many, many others. Uh, you can go to and um, get information from there as well, and I encourage everyone to do so. Well, as always, I uh, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sorry I was away for, what, a month, I guess. Um, and I promise I'm going to try and uh, uh, do these episodes quicker now, uh, but I really do appreciate um, everyone tuning in, and uh, please tell your friends and, and family uh, about it, and if there's a topic you want to talk about, contact me, and let's talk about it. Let, let's, you know, sit down and, and study any certain subject. So again, I, I thank you so much for listening on whatever platform that you're listening on, and um, I just really appreciate it. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. May God be with you.